Welcome to episode 40 of the Break 80 podcast and a special happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there, especially all the women who love the game of golf, but those who put up with a lot from the men in their lives who are addicted to the game of golf, because let's be honest, they're the real heroes out there. Um, I would like to include my wife, Tasha, in that introduction um, for putting up with myself. And that aside, I do want to say that I'm also joined by two of my other sweethearts, Tim and Mike. How are we doing, boys? Oh, episode, <laughs> episode 40, we should have like the black balloons for over the hill. <laughs> so Valentine's Day at your place, Jeff? I've got no plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full, swing, over. full swing, baby. Midnight tonight. That's or right. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night. Is it confirmed launching tomorrow night at midnight? I'm not sure. Normally it does. Well, it's actually, you can, you can watch it right now if you want on YouTube. It's been out. Uh, there's actually been a couple reviews on it. Oh, um, let's... Oh yeah, let's episode, uh, episode one only. Or episode what? one, yeah, yeah. Let's oh. start faking like we're in Australia. Let's so, be yeah, it got some mixed reviews just because I think it's a generally slower start. Um, I don't think they really get into a lot of people yet. I think it. I mean, I think it sets. It sounds like it's produced well, so that was like the the really great review of it. Um, but I don't know. Wasn't super out of the gates fast or exciting. So we'll just kind of see how it progresses. But that's kind of the review I read. I haven't seen it yet, though. God, I know how to spice it up right now. It's Valentine's Day. We're talking about great relationships, yourself and your wife. I think they really missed out. They should have got Lucas Glover on there. (laughs) 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 Oh, Lucas. I do have it here. He he made the cut this week though he got 30 tied 39th made eighty seven thousand dollars. so hopefully christina's <laughs> hopefully christina's okay with them this week well we are an ever-revolving podcast um we've, we've kind of been talking a lot we've we're trying to find the right mix of local angles uh, of here in minnesota with our with kind of our roots but we're also trying to think of expanding to wider audiences in the u.s or maybe even the globe at some point um, just to try to find our niche out there, and it's been a little bit challenging, and we just kind of want to say, uh, stick with us, bear with us. We're going to do our best to, you know, bring you still some, some sort of entertainment while kind of treading the waters a little bit, just trying to see what we really want out of this podcast. And um, your guys' feedback obviously helps a lot, too, because we really want to ultimately um, entertain all of you listeners. So thanks for those that listened, and uh, um, we're looking forward to, to putting more content out there. Well, let's start with the the quest to qualify. We are three individuals that are driven to try to qualify. Now, driven's you can put that lightly, maybe, but <laughs> driven to qualify for the Minnesota State Am. It's uh, being held at Minneapolis Golf Club this year. I know Mike and myself have both uh, both tried to qualify for it. Mike has qualified for it. Um, in the past, um, I know Tim um, has played some, uh, I guess, predominantly high school competitive golf, right, Tim? Yeah, it's been it's been a while. So Davenport, baby. Yeah. It's a different beast, you know, trying to do the, the, the live competitive, your score is actually out there for everybody to see, you know, you're playing with people you don't ever know typically, but uh, we're on this quest and we're going to talk a little bit, I guess, to start off our podcast tonight on what we've been doing. Um, you know, we could talk a little bit about what's in our bag, some of our strengths and weaknesses, getting to know us better as golfers as we go on this, uh, this actual quest. So I'll look. I'll throw it out there to you guys. What are some things uh, that you've been working on as we uh, join this journey? Well, um, nothing currently. So, so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start, I suppose. Um, 
when we get to what's in the bag, I did make a golf club purchase. Uh, we'll get to what's in the bag. We'll talk about that. But yeah, you know, I had big hopes and dreams of January to really get fit and get start, but I haven't done that yet. So um, it's time to start, I guess. <laughs> I did clean up a portion of the basement so I can maybe set the putting green up. Baby steps. Progress. Progress. Tim, how about you? What have you been working on? I love this. It, Mike, you bought that Planet Fitness membership. Are you still? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's uh, It's been at least a month since I was there. <laughs> Classic. He's just doing the scanning already just to make sure he gets his 20,000 a month. Yeah. yeah, I need my health insurance kickback. Uh, no, things, uh, things are going okay over here. The swing feels like absolute garbage, but we're not focused on the swing yet. Um, I'm getting to the gym fairly regularly and put up my first decent squat number in multiple, multiple years. So the back is finally feeling better and stable. I'm not getting hurt when I sleep. Uh, so had a, a good squat day today, did, um, some, some leg press as well. So we're back into like my early teen numbers or late teen numbers for lifting. I want it's hard to... getting old. It's, it's I want... hard getting old. I know there's a side, Jeff, there's a side story to this and all the listeners. I know why he's back squatting because uh, two thirds of the break 80 podcast with some other people took a little detour to the, uh, the rodeo last, last week. <laughs> 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 we went to watch the rodeo afterwards. We were imbibing in, in a, imbibing in a few sociables at the bar <laughs> and some, some gal that Tim was talking to at some table said she could squat more than him. <laughs> To be fair, she was bigger than me. <laughs> so he's been he's been right he went right to the weight hey. room, got right to work. Hey, I've been he's... working out since that day, actually, nonstop. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, I tell you what, that ground force is just gonna be oh I mean the whole the whole earth is gonna be quaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I did on Sunday was uh I with Bryson moving away from Cobra, thought it'd entertain a different golf company, and I hit the stealth. Ooh! Oh, and, uh, I hate how it sounds. It still looks like a space heater. The front is gross. Um, the ball doesn't sound quite right coming off of it, but it goes. I'm like, I missed that by a mile. I barely hit the toe of the face on that club, and it was still getting out there 270, which was 10 yards further than my Cobra hit dead center on the front of the face. So. That uh, might be making a change. That big time Cobra commercial I watched with Ricky Fowler and Gary Woodland <laughs> didn't uh, didn't really keep you in, interested in the Cobra lifestyle. You know the new driver looks pretty good. I love the sound of their drivers. It's just a toe hit went once at or two seventy two. Something on the dead center of the face was going two ninety three. So it's nothing changed. My swing didn't change. Just the driver changed. I was the, picking up 20, 25 yards. The, uh, when we were at, um, Minnesota golf lab there, whatever that was a couple weeks ago or a week ago, the three wood I hit was hot. Felt good. And maybe that's Hunter's fitting out there too. He did put me into a Ventus black shaft. I'm like, okay, we're not breaking the whole budget on just the shaft here. Oh, big put me back we'll, to we'll, a... talk about, we'll talk about that beauty in the what's in the bag segment. Folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More on that. He put me back into a hazardous shaft, just compared the prices and and said that, you know, the dispersion pattern, one versus the other, didn't really justify the Ventus. It, it was a little bit more concise with the Ventus, but for the most part, was getting great results out of the, the hazardous shaft. So if if y'all need to get fit, I 
I've never been fit. We'll get to that. My irons, um, everyone will laugh at the, the stiffness of my, my shafts and those, but I'm starting to become slowly a believer after hanging out with nothing but fitters and guys that, that absolutely love this game. So. Well, I, I can tell you, Tim, there is something about looking down at your driver and just, just the visual the aesthetics of just seeing it that that can get you comfortable or uncomfortable, just the way it sets up to your ball, just by the way it looks. So they're making a, a darker face now. I don't know if it's gray or it's black or if it's, um, you know, you can pick a blue. I you might be able to do any color with with TaylorMade, but I know that you can make that change. Yeah, they have custom. They have customization now. Well, you ask what I've been working on. Um, this has been a, a winter. I would say it's a little bit different than I'm normally used to. Now that I got the swing swing lab going, I, I have not taken a ton of cuts. I used to, you know, put the kids to bed, got some extra time. I'm gonna go hit golf balls, but I thought about that. And I asked myself, why am I doing this? Like, I just feel like until you can, you have promised being able to get outside and see your actual golf ball fly in the air, I don't know if that I want to spend as much time just swinging. So I have done a little bit. I guess I'm really focused on my connectedness, you know, like trying to stay connected. I think that's a big part of your swing, not getting out of sequence. So I really haven't really been working on anything but just nice, easy swings, trying to stay connected. I've also talked um, about this in the past too, is that last year I took a, a, a nose dive in a way with my handicap that I haven't seen in a while. And I think a lot of it is because I got away with my mental game. I didn't really think through the mental part that I had the year before. I had got down to like a 1.7 or something like that. Um, not this last summer, but the summer before. And I think a lot of it was my, my mental approach and I do have ADHD. So I can really just lose my mind when I play golf, like not think about anything, totally just get over a ball and swing. Um, I know that that helps some people, but if I don't have something I actually focus on because I can hear all noises, I can hear cars, I can hear all these things going on. If I don't focus on a target or focus on something, I mean, I can get really bad at golf. And so the, the mental part for me is, is what I'm most interested in this year. And I think that's what I'm going to really work on. Um, strengthening my mental game. And, uh, you know, we talked about Phil a little bit last week. He's really helped me think about things that, uh, that I think matter um, more than my swing. I mean, my swing is my swing. I don't know how much you can really change it. I don't ever, I've never had a swing coach. I've never had a lesson. I just basically, you know, hit so many balls that I figure out myself, but I really want to get back to the mental aspect of it and see if that can kind of get me back down to where I was a couple of summers ago. So that's my uh, things to work on. So is that your low handy of all time? I think 1.7. Yeah, I got down to 1.7. I, I had gone back to back under par rounds. Like I actually in my head thought, why don't I, what I, why don't I just shoot under par? And I did it. And then I was like, oh, that was easy. And then I did it the next round. And then, you know, after that, maybe I then set my expectations too high. I should be shooting under par every time. And then I probably put too much pressure on myself. And then it just kind of snowballs. But it was an easy game for a couple of weeks there, and that's how it got so low. What's your current? What were those two time? rounds? Um, there were one. One was two under. One was one under. No, what what course? Uh, Monticello and Albion. The home two two of the three home two courses. courses exactly. <laughs> uh, what what is your current handy? Um, now it's like five point something low okay. five. Whoa. You're under the number. 
I think yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'll stay under six. Our class to qualify, you got to be under six. Tim, what is no, your I'm, what's your I'm current handicap, Tim? I'm checking that right now. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm still visible on on YouTube gonna, or not. Gonna have to fudge some numbers, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it'd just be fine. Well, I mean, you guys, so I play so much that I'm not worried about it. Like, I'll no, play. You, as long as your handicap's under six, I think it's six or six point two or something like that. Six point two. You're yeah. good. Well, it looks like we're under a transition offer over at the current. So they wanted to, to charge me an additional $65, but it has me at a four right now. Okay. It's grayed yeah. out and unofficial right. as we're out of season. Where's your, uh, where are you at, Mike? I am exactly at a flat 0. 0.0. Okay. Exactly. That's a good start. Yeah. I was, um, I think the last two years I've been hovering around like a plus 1.2 or something like that. Um, but you've probably heard me on the podcast, a listener's rant about the handicap system being bullshit. Cause I don't, you know, I shoot plenty of rounds, like a lot of rounds actually, like right around 75. Um, but I'll also pop a few 67, 68s, you know, and whatever. Like I think I had a 69 at Windsong last year that, that bumped it down. Um, so I'm kind of all over the board a little bit. And the high ones never count if you play enough golf. So it's like zero is, be- is a better number for me than being at plus one. That's not, I'm not always playing like that. Nowhere near that, actually. I mean, nor should you. I mean, that's part of it. Like, I think the, the miss thing, the, the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but a lot of people have this idea that, you know, you have to shoot your handicap every time in reality. It's just basically trying to shoot it, what, a fourth of, fourth of the time you play golf, if that even, like a tenth? It's your, it's your what's it's it's your potential what you could shoot is what it is basically it's not no. what you it's not your average no yeah what what matters most is is that variance number so if you've got a higher variance like i do i think i was seven strokes of variance which is a, a lot um it means you can really get away from from your handicap number and all of a sudden you're nowhere close to par after you incorporate your handicap i think that's you and i are very similar in that way tim we can play well, really, really good 90, golf. 9478 was was quite a, a comeback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's some variance. <laughs> um, let's go through our bags. Anybody want to start on that one? I know we've talked about this. I think we've gone through our bags before we're going back, but we might have at the but, beginning. Let's let's rip through our bags real quick and then we'll, we'll get on to something else. Yep. Tim, you go ahead. You have like 40 clubs in your bags. This could be take a while, but yeah, I was gonna ask you, I'd do the bag tags too. Just no, just do, uh, <laughs> be here all night. Just do the clubs and give like a few yardages. Like how far you hit a couple of them. Well, I'm I'm up in the air about how far I'm gonna hit this driver, but right now I've got two Cobra drivers, the F9 and the Speed Zone first iteration, both with 6.5, 70 gram uh hazardous smoke shafts. Then the Callaway Epic 3 Wood, also with a hazardous smoke shaft. A Titleist 913 hybrid, uh, the Nike Vapor Pro 3 iron, slightly different than the one that Brooks Kepka and uh, Tommy Fleetwood currently use, not the black one, but the, the regular chromed green. Um, then I've got Mizuno MP18s, the MHC 4 and 5, and then the traditional MPs 6 through pitching wedge. Those get a few laughs from Golo Golf because they've got the uh, the Project XLZ shafts in them at a 5.5. So 
we're uh, we're swinging a slightly more rigid than regular shaft. So my my launch on my irons is said to be pretty high. Um, Amira 52, 56, and 60 with not matching shafts. <laughs> and, and uh, uh if not, uh, not matching will be a theme when we get to my bag if yeah. you're playing if you're playing wherever we're going to try to qualify at and and tim beats you and you're the next alternate in stick around because they could check the the grooves on those mirrors and he might be out he might be in and he might have he might have 15 clubs in his bag too. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the what's the penalty on that is it a stroke a hole for extra clubs, yeah, 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 I think one or two. Remember, is Ian this... Woosnam, Ian Woosnam had the extra driver in the bag and he played a couple holes. Was well, this like our trespassing, where you know, away with a, a little, away with a lot kind of thing? I might as well carry 19, or is it a by club stroke penalty? That's a good uh, question. I cannot help you with that. I'm not sure either. Well, let's do a All couple right. yards, okay? So, how far do you carry a driver? The Cobras, not the Stealth, yeah, the, the Cobra driver carry is. 150 or sorry 252 right now probably and what roll you, out to 270 what do you carry that nike three iron uh it's my 230 club what about like a standard seven 175 and a sandwich 105 there we'll go with those that's good what do you got jeff in the bag yeah let's save save yours for, for last year mike well, I got a driver. Um, I got the TaylorMade M4, and I just haven't upgraded it. I just haven't felt like a need to. I just, I seem to hit it pretty similar to most of the guys I play with. So I don't really. If you notice about me, I'm more about the it's the it's the carpenter, not the tools kind of guy. You know, it's me if I suck, not what I'm what I'm playing with. But new tools are so fun. I know they are, but they're so <laughs> expensive too. Um, I'm playing a Callaway Apex Forged Apex Pro. I mean, these are probably. I don't know, 10, 12 years old. Um, so that's that's another expense. I probably got it. I've got the um uh give me a second here. I got the old um the Volki SM8 56. I use this one. This is one of my favorite ones. I use my 56 for a lot. I, I open up the face, I use it as a 60. I can close it, you know, use my hit it really low. Um, I really rely on this club around the greens a ton. And I hit it about, I don't know, it's like my my stock 90, but I can hit anywhere up to 105 yards if I get after one. Um, one of the ones that everybody wants to see here on YouTube probably is my Rescue Club. This is a club that I got from Second Swing back in the day. And I haven't found a, a way to get out of my bag because I hit it nice and high. It's like a great club to approach on par fives from, you know, 220 to 230 out. It's got a nice soft landing. It's a tailor-made burner, 19 degree, three hybrid. Um, I, I don't hit it a ton off the tee just because I don't like to tee it up and and it doesn't look good when the when it balls on the tee. But I like to I like to hit out of the fairways, approaching things. And then I've got a ping three wood, as you can see, another different uh, brand, another different company, G400. I actually hit the driver well for ping when I had one. I had the I had the the a ping driver before my my tailor made. And I hit it well. I just wasn't hitting it far. It was always straight. I was in the fairway a lot, and so I went to the three wood because I use it a ton again to approach. I don't hit a lot off the tee. I usually hit my little knockdown driver, um, but I hit a lot to, uh, uh, to to get to par fives as well. And the last club I want to highlight, also a Hunter Hoagland special, is my Strixon two iron. 
um, ZX. So I really want to get better with this club. I think this needs to be a club that I have more confidence in. I feel like um, it. I want to hit it more. I just don't have the confidence in it because it's the one club, for whatever reason, I get more fade out of and not any of my other clubs. I think it's just because of the shaft. But I want to be able to hit that more regularly, um, you know, on, on shots that I don't need driver on instead of trying to either hit a knockdown driver or trying to hit some random, you know, three-wood or hybrid. So, and then I got a, a test spider for putter. Tim's got a spider too. I don't think he said that, but yeah. Well, far, so, okay, so, so what do you carry a driver in the air? I'm probably prayer on Tim. I'm guessing, you know, I, I look like I don't swing as hard, but I actually have a little bit, you know, it's that natural lefty power. They say, you know, like Ken Griffey doesn't look oh, like wow. he swings very hard. You know, it's just, natural. just kind of naturally comes off my club. Um, I'd say probably around what Tim said, 260-ish. The, uh, the listeners would love to hear how far the burner or whatever the old. That, the that's my, I kind of said that. That's like my 220 club. Oh, okay. But I want to, I like to, it's a softer landing one. I like to hit it up in the air, a little cut with it. Brings it in just like a gentle bird just landing on a on a branch. So like John Rahm tried to do it on that on 15 on Sunday and found the water. Oh yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it, how it usually ends up too. So <laughs> all right, Mike, talk, talk us through it. Oh, what do I got? Uh I got a Sim 2 driver. I do have the Ventus Black 7X in it that Tim was talking about. The board. It is a good golf shaft. Uh Thankfully, we, we have a friend of the pod here that knows it's the tailor made guy that got me into that. I have I have tried this the uh stealth. Uh I do like it. Um I don't know how much difference it's gonna make. I think the sim two when we were at the we were at the sim the other day, Tim. I think I was getting about 295-ish carry, something like that, probably. Somewhere in there, I think. Um, I don't know, but my favorite part was when you're like, I'm really going to step on this one, and your swing speed went down four miles an hour. Yeah, it's weird. When I was <laughs> getting after this, down maybe that's good. Maybe that's a good life lesson. I was swinging nice and smooth, <laughs> and I had, I, I had the ball speed up to like 172, I think, but then I tried to swing hard and it went down to like 165. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do have this kind of goes right along with your tailor made, Jeff. I do have a Nike. Vapor Pro three wood with uh, used to have lead tape on it that came off, and it's got a giant scuff on the toe from uh, one round at uh, at Gross. But uh, I don't I don't know. That's got a Fujikura speeder something extra stiff shaft. I don't I I can't ever justify getting rid of it, uh, even though I did like hit that stealth at the sim there when Tim and I were uh, three wood at when we went a couple weeks ago and liked it i just don't hit three wood very often so and i know what that one's doing that one's usually a pretty nice draw probably because the shaft is not proper you know like the vent is black and the and the driver is pretty straight um unless i get that wipey fade going once in a while and it doesn't roll anywhere it just hits and stops it's just pathetic um and then i have a two iron love the two iron that's 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 a money club that's a piece uh taylor made p790 that's got the hazardous smoke shaft. I think it's a hundred gram shaft in the two iron. And then I have old irons. I got Mizuno JPX uh, 900s. I've had those forever. Those have, what do we got in those? KBS Tour C tapers. 
uh, extra stiff, kind of light 115 grab extra stiffs. Um, oh, yardage wise, let's see. Two iron goes about off a of T 250, I suppose, maybe 255. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. well, getting older, maybe it doesn't go quite as far anymore. Seven you know, you iron, work out, and that would help. Uh, we got to get now. We got now we have a goal here. We got to start working on again. Um, seven iron, I suppose. If I s- try to step on it, goes about one ninety five, maybe. Um, you know, full go, and then I have uh, Volky wedges. I have a SM eight fifty two. That's the F grind, and then I have SM nines fifty six and sixty M grind. I think fifty six. My sandwich goes probably one ten. My I don't for whatever reason I don't know. The wedges seem like they should go farther, but they I just they just don't. I don't hit them, and I have an inch. I have an inch long on those too. You know they're extended an inch. All my clubs, all my irons and wedges. I'm six five, so all my irons uh, and wedges are. Six, that's why. Six, that's six, why he's so yeah. much longer than us. Yeah, too. yeah. 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 Genetics. I've never no lessons. There's never never. I don't. This podcast has never actually had a lesson. I don't think anybody. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, and here we are giving lessons to high school yeah. kids. Um. But yeah, I don't know about the wedges. I I just they don't go as quite as far as like the seems like other clubs do. But whatever. And then well, do you I have um, clubs off the toe. Huh? That's true. Yeah, yeah that's right. I do have, <laughs> I do have a terrible pattern of hitting them with just a hair off the toe. Uh, I have a tailor made spider also, and one of the old ones though the the DJ all black from like U.S. Open at Chambers Bay where he three putt in the last hole. That's what really talked me into buying it from five feet. Yeah. And then I just made a recent Facebook marketplace purchase. Uh-oh. Hold on. Drum roll here. Yeah. Scotty Scotty Cameron, Newport 2, belly putter. <laughs> that for me is going to be used as an arm lock. So I gonna, can't wait. To watch. So, so uh, you know, once we, we must get a little content rolling from the quest to qualify on uh, Instagram, short side of golf from the putting lab in the basement of the Will Zalatoris arm lock look going. Uh, I got to put a new grip on it, but was it yeah, uh, was it Adam that Scott one... that was doing the the Scotty belly for a while? I don't know. Kucher has the arm lock too. I don't. Know. Well, it's Kucher, Webb Simpson. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of those guys. Um, that the arm the uh, if anybody's wondering and, and wanting a belly Scotty, that this one could be for sale on eBay fairly shortly. We'll see. <laughs> um, but. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll save my putting strength. We'll save our strengths and weaknesses for next week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got in the bag. I don't know. Yeah, pretty standard shit. Sounds good. Yeah. So those are weapons we're working with. Um. Yeah, we'll be kind of looking forward to it. I mean, it's not until typically what June is when a lot of the qualifiers are. So we are yeah, late. they're almost all in June. So we got a lot of lot of golf to be played before that. Yeah. Anything else in your guys's bags? Anything weird that you keep in there, or Swisher Sweets? I know you have a love. <laughs> you guys um, love my bag tag collection. I always have on. Yeah, you can hear it coming from a mile away. I I don't have anything <laughs> sweet in my bag. I'm not gonna lie. So I I got nothing. I got lots of free teas from private country clubs, and uh, Swisher Sweets. I say there's usually usually tobacco products somewhere in our group. <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, uh, your favorite obnoxious ball markers that are just manhole cover size. From- God, gross. The worst. 
Yeah, that is the worst. Just a giant. Worst. Yeah, the big poker chip ones are horrible. It's a, it's a head game. I actually, I actually thought about that today for the uh, the golf show. I'm like, maybe we should, maybe I should order some break eighty podcast poker chips. And then I was like, no way, we're not going to be those guys. We don't want to give. We don't want to. We don't want to promote that. You might as well throw a coaster down and put your beer on it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) might as well start with that. The quest to qualify is looking good. Yep. Well, let's let's get into the waste management recap. Uh, Scotty repeats with a tremendous ball striking week performance. I don't know, pretty much reminiscence of his run last year. Closes it out against uh, Nick Taylor and 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 a fading John Rahm. But I uh, I think it I, I think it delivered. I think it put out a good product again. I don't know if it was as exciting as we got from last year, especially you know hole sixteen was a little bit more tame. Um, obviously, it'd been fun if we had a little bit more of a a bigger name trying to chase down Scotty Scheffler than, than Nick Taylor. But I guess you can't uh, always have what you want. Any takeaways from, from waste management? Well, the golf course, you know, the golf course gets shit on by a lot of people and it is kind of boring, but I will say it has a pretty good finish. 15, 16 and 17, especially are pretty fun. You know, the par five, 15, where you can get there in two Rom hit it in the water and 16, of course. Then 17, the little drivable par four is sweet. Great hole, yeah. It's a pretty good finish, you know, a little stretch at the end. But the, the front nine is boring. Jeez. Oh, there are some. I mean, when you start looking at holes, I mean, even one, two. I mean, the whole front nine. Is there any hole that you're like, oh, this is an awesome hole? Yeah, no, not no. really. Before no. we get into Scheffler, what was bizarre, what was amazing to me was, and we were texting about this, Nick Taylor was so far behind those guys off the tee. Like 60 yards. Crazy. He's hitting like low flighted four irons into the same holes. They're hitting like eight irons in. <laughs> and before we get into Scholar Sheffler, Tim, was that your brother that ran out on the course? Oh, oh Max Savage? Is that your brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a sick haircut. Tim's got that, that same haircut. Tim's got that same 19th hole tramp stamp on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what you know what Tim's going to be for Halloween next year. Uh, I really got to get in better shape then. <laughs> it's cold up here in Minnesota too. He did belly flop right into the right into the pond, though, solid belly. So I, are you guys not familiar with Max Savage? He's kind of a is he like a YouTube guy or what is he? He's a, he's a TikToker and Instagram guy, but he just does ridiculous shit all the time. Never heard of him. No, just, just redneck Florida type shit 24 okay. seven and posted all over. So, so it actually was a famous the... guy then. I... Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Got Absolutely. It. Released his mugshot, got out the, the same day that, that he went into the clink. So I think he's worth it. Totally. Solid, oh, yeah. solid pole dance on the flag stick too. <laughs> for sure well i don't know scotty kind of reclaim well he's reclaims number one played like number one player in the world i mean he's god every time i saw him in iron shot it was within 10 feet or, or closer it seemed like and then his putter was lights out on sunday his driver was a little shaky on the weekend i think he he didn't really maybe hit that as well as he would have liked but man when that guy gets it going it's just like he gets up and down from everywhere he makes any putting has to make i think the eagle was the biggest Tide turn when he eagled uh, 13. Um, that kind of closed it. Well, not closed it, but that kind of put a put something in Nick Taylor, I think, that uh, that told him he's not going to catch him. 
he only hit 10 fairways on the weekend. There you go. And only made one bogey. Unbelievable. I don't, it's hard putting a thing. I know he's number one in the world. It's just so hard putting a finger on him. Kind of like, don't you think most people would say, okay, Rory and Rom when, when they, when they got it going are better, but like Scheffler to me has that it factor not like the you know like superstar like charisma it factor just like knows how to fucking get it in the hole just knows how to win like he yeah like he said he was in trouble all the time and but he was hitting it on the green from the desert from all over the place all the time and then he makes anytime there's a putt that he makes he, he makes it and his short game is just filthy he definitely does not move the needle for me. Like, there's nothing that gets me excited. You know, I I like to watch good golf, so that's that's fun, and I like to watch him, you know, get up and down. But just he's just so dang nice. I just need something for him to be. I don't know. He just seems like he's just the perfect guy. He's quiet. He, he's doesn't speak you know badly for anybody. Just kind of does everything right. Um, obviously, his caddy Ted Scott is cut come up from a similar mold. Um, so I don't know. I I just I don't I don't feel much from a Scotty W. Uh, I I like to watch good golfers play, but other than that, yeah. I wasn't like standing on the edge of my seat watching well, him. That putt he made on sixteen kind of just sums him up. Like you got that massive crowd there, and you roll that clutch par putt in. It, m- most guys would just go crazy and just go bananas, and he just gave a little fist pump, and that was kind of it. What's the WWE guy that does this, you know, does to his ear where he wants to hear louder, where he does like a big, yeah. guy? I don't know, Hulk Hogan, maybe? I don't know. That's, that's, that's who it is. Yeah, give me a Hulk on that, Scotty. Give me yeah. something. But that was the turning point. Taylor had a chance there. You know, like I was sitting there watching it like, geez, Scheffler went way by and Taylor's sitting not, not that hard of a chip. We could have a tie ball game here. And then Scotty rolls in that one and, and Taylor misses it. The tee shot was a mistake, though. Once Scheffler went left, why wouldn't Taylor just get to the middle? Well, he's was... still got to think birdie, doesn't he? Maybe, but that pin was tricky. I mean, Nick Taylor had two bogeys on the entire weekend. So let's, I mean, the guy, and that was one of them. I yeah. mean, he played lights out. Hey, I mean, he made $2 million. I don't feel bad for him. Uh, but, but you know, Scheffler, this run has been pretty crazy. So I read this today somewhere. Scheffler... From his he, his first win was last year at this event. He's won five times now um, in twenty three starts. That's third quickest from your first win to your fifth win. Who do we think is first? Tiger. 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 Eleven took took Tiger eleven events to go from win one to win five. Guess who's second? Is the modern age or any age? Tiger era. Tiger era. Mm. Guy who gets overshadowed for how freaking good he was. David Duvall. David Duvall did it in 12. David Duvall went one win to five win in 12. And then Scheffler is third in 23 events. He went from his first to his fifth win. So that's pretty rarefied air. That's impressive. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. And good for Ted Scott. He also has five wins in that many times. So he's living the dream. He posted today. He (laughs) in the bed. Just living the dream. He's yeah. doing the uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Can you imagine what what a turn of events a year makes? Went from yeah. Bubba just bitching and moaning about everything to Scotty. Ball. 
Yeah, Scotty Scheffler would probably never says a bad word any at all, ever. No matter Ted Scott could give him a, a six iron instead of a nine iron, he probably wouldn't say anything. Scotty Scheffler's Ned Flanners, let's just be honest. <laughs> I mean Yeah, I tell you what though, he he can hit it high, he can hit it low. He hit that one seven iron that went like straight in the air. The shot tracer went like off the screen, it went up in the air so fast. It was crazy how high he hit it when he wanted to. Um, did you see that video? I want to say it was about a year ago going into the, maybe it was going into the Scottish Open. There was a video of him hitting his driver and he was talking, somebody was interviewing him. I can't remember who it was. And he was talking about his two driver shots. He's got a super low squeezer that he hits and he's got a little bit of a higher trajectory one. And he, and he talked through them. It was really great footage, great content. And he just both talked about what he does on them both and just ripped and showed both. They had a tracer on both. It was really cool. If anybody finds that it's uh it's a good piece of content to, to talk through his two shots and how easy it is for him to change trajectories yeah but, uh, I mean, he's good and, and his short game is unbelievable so before we get to riviera is is john rom allergic to sundays this is two in a row now where he's been in the final group and he has I think, not I think, been a factor on i think he, he tries so terribly hard. i think he tries so hard at this event his home kind of town you know his adopted hometown i guess but well, he know. did the same thing at he did the same thing at Tory. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he may, yeah, maybe. That's you two I kept, groups in a row. He's pissed down his leg. You know what I kept thinking about the whole time I watched him? I, I I kept looking and I was like, and then I woke up. I couldn't sleep. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I was looking. I'm like, is he putting with a fucking Rossi? Like the old school tailor made Rossi, but it's probably a newer version. And then I woke up in the middle of the night on like Saturday night, and you know I put the senior tour on to fall asleep. <laughs> and you, if you want to feel bad about your putting, watch Corey Pavin roll in putts from everywhere with a bullseye still. <laughs> after you, cool. after you've tried a billion different putters, and he's making putts from everywhere with a bullseye. But I started thinking, man, you know, what? A, I'm, this is going to be a Substack article in the newsletter at some point in time. Like, you know, the new putters are better. It's just a mental thing, obviously. That's what you make putts with. But Rom's got that Rossi. I know they make different faces, newer versions of it. But I'm like, God dang, that's an old looking putter he's using. Crazy. If you think, if you heard, uh, going back to when Snedeker was on that hot streak run, he was using his middle school putter. I mean, yeah. These guys, it's just something that, you know, Tiger always goes back to his old trusty, you know, that's just yeah, something it's, that. It's the money club. It's the money club. Well, yeah, let's head to. Sorry, Tim. Johnson speaking of putters away from Seymour finally. Is it really? Oh, yeah. PXG contract. He's over there. It's a black oh, putter. God. Kind of center shafted. Doesn't look good. That doesn't match. Well, that wow. That, that, fits Johnson? that fits his Zach whole game. Johnson's then. PXG. Yeah. That fits his whole game then. Doesn't look good or fun or anything. <laughs> they just don't seem like they go together. Not at all. Not at all. Not those two personalities. You got soft spoken Zach Johnson. You got. The PXG owner, what is it, Parsons? Yeah, I want to see Zach yells at you every commercial. Yells yeah, at I you. I want to see Zach Johnson yelling at a T marker on a PXG commercial. <laughs> You're just ripping a PXG driver, right? Right, just exploding a T marker. <laughs> you know, or if, you, if they really want to sell some some PXG stuff, just have him just ripping on all of his team when he's a, he's the Ryder yeah. Cup captain. With his PXG <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird match. So. Well, we head to another awesome event. Uh, this is we're, we're lucky. I mean, it sucks as Minnesotans that we can't go and play, but it also sucks us back into our house to be able to watch these events on TV because there's just not much going on in the other outside world. We get to go to uh, Riviera, and it's uh, 
a beautiful golf course. I know Mike's going to be writing a Substack article about it. We've got a lot going on. It's a, a great field again. Um, we've got Tiger joining it. So a lot of news. Mike and, and Tim, maybe you guys can kind of speak more about the golf course, but I know it's a very well-renowned um, architecturally and, and historically. Um, my favorite event maybe to watch, I think. You know, I, I know, well, I mean, the players is fun to watch because Sawgrass, I don't think I don't like necessarily like the golfers, but it is tough and hard. Um, but what's unique about Riviera is there's only a handful of times on the PGA tour schedule. If you throw out the majors, you know, where you get to see golden age of golf architecture, golf courses, you know, everything else is always a TPC, this TPC, that is all fairly new. Um, you get Riviera, you get pebble, you get a few, you know, here and there, but not many. This is a gem. This is amazing architecture set in the middle of like a Canyon on a, actually a really pretty flat piece of land where, where a couple of, you know, not unknowns, but they're not big time architects. George C. Thomas and then William Bell kind of helped um, created this masterpiece. Um, George C. Thomas also did LACC North Course where the U.S. Open is going to be in Bel Air. But yeah, this thing, this course whales. This is amazing. Uh, fun to watch. Way different than you you get most weeks on the PGA Tour. Timmy, got Timmy anything else to add to it? No, it's just it, it's interesting to watch this course um, going back to the Sony, which is a more of a golden age course as well. Really stand the test of time. You don't see particularly low scores coming out of these two events, Sony and, and here, obviously a little lower at Sony, but it's a really short course. So very interesting to see the greens really play a huge defense. And yeah. I don't know, Mike, if you're saving some of your whole analysis for tonight or if it's just going to be in the newsletter well well, although more in the newsletter but you know there are some great holes like hole four is a par three that hogan ben hogan called the best par three in golf you know back in the day it's a redan there's a there's a couple holes that have barranca you don't see a lot of barranca on the pga tour like kind of like when we play landman you know it's kind of if you don't know what barranca is it's almost like a ditch in the middle of the hole you know it's like depending on what it could be it could be some bunkering in there it could be some um just kind of long grasses. It just kind of looks like a, like eight's like a split fairway in the middle, just kind of this little low lying ditch. It's kind of what Barranca is. Um, there's a center green bunker on one of the par threes, six hole 10 might be. And I'm, this is not even an exaggeration. The best short par four in the world. It's possible. When you watch these guys play hole 10, it's 315 yards, you know, depending on where they put the tee box. And there's no water. There's not a ton of trouble. But you're not going to see them just ripping driver up there left and right because the angle matters so much, um, which is kind of a lost thing, I think, in modern golf. You know, they're, they're, these guys are so good with wedges and they can spin everything. Playing angles doesn't matter as much anymore. And I think actually I read an article today. The stats kind of bear that out. Like on a lot of these little holes, if you're on the left side of the fairway, the right side of the fairway, it doesn't matter. Um, but hole 10 is awesome. You could drive it into the green side bunker on hole 10 on the right side. And if there's a right pin, you have no chance of getting it close. It will not, you know, when the, when the pin is back, right, they're going to all be hitting iron to try to hit a high wedge in there. When the pin is on the front, they're going to maybe give it a go with driver. It's just an amazing golf hole, hole 10. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, Mike has a picture of it behind him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite holes in the world. And then, um, 
there's like a there's a Biarritz par three. Sixteen's uh, a great par three. Eighteen's got the iconic finish coming up the hill towards the clubhouse. It's a awesome golf course. Um, you know, if you're into architecture, you know you probably know about it. But it's like a master class in bunkering. Um, I think Corin Crenshaw actually redid them all in the '90s, and the the bunkering's amazing. It's got some cool like eucalyptus trees and shit that have grown up now that but they've left them. Um, and you have to work the ball. It's you know like bombers have won a lot there, but you do have to bend it. Like Bubba Watson won there three times because you got to turn it a little bit. Wondered. And and speaking of that. Can Tiger work the ball this week to to make the cut? <laughs> Not a great history there. No. I think he's, he's played it, what, like 13 or 15 times? He's missed a cut a few. He's never won. It's kind of crazy because it's right in his backyard growing up. I, uh, I did a whole bunch of stats right before this podcast started. Took me a long time to compile this, but you can hire a personal driver for around a hundred dollars an hour in the LA area. And I think if he can figure out how to do that, maybe I'll even make a couple phone calls for him. We get him a personal driver that we can see him all throughout the entire weekend. I got to think he's doing that at this point. I, I would, uh, I would assume. Well, there's a story where he was getting Ubers. Like he just is they're less. I don't know. I had heard a story that he had had Ubered around places. Oh yeah. How would you, do you just pick up Tiger Woods? You're yeah, just out doing your Uber thing. I wonder if he. I wonder if he hops in and he's like, "Hey, I'm, uh, you know, Tom Johnson. Can you take me?" <laughs> like no, he's one hey, of Tom Johnson. You know, he's got tigers. Yeah, like he's one of the most recognizable people in the entire world. <laughs> like everybody knows who he is. <laughs> it's 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 just this car is just really really tough. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, amazing that he's playing. That's awesome. Great for golf. Yes. The, the bizarre thing about the golf course before we get to like picks is when you, you know, you look at it and it's like a ball strikers paradise. It's a, I believe they like stats back it up that the hitting the green here is one of the hardest in on tour. Cause it's small greens. They're, they're canted, you know, there's a lot of slope to them. Um, so I think um, like, you know, greens hit and regulation are one of the lower percentages for the, uh, entire pga tour schedule and i think actually i saw that since 2010 winners have gained 22.9 percent strokes against the field on shots in the green which is crazy because so many people miss greens here um so you would think tiger would be like you know shaping shots and iron play like that would be his perfect thing and he's never done well there i don't get it yeah, and and uh, you know how is he going to hold up? You were talking about how it's relatively flat, besides one and eighteen, right? So I mean, as yeah, far as walking goes, as far as walking goes, if he can just kind of get through those parts of it, but it's interesting to see if like he plays really well on Thursday. You know how does he how does he progress throughout the week? I mean, he's probably low key been playing quite a bit of golf if he's deciding to play this, but I don't know. That was the one thing that we kind of noticed him when he tried to play last year the masters some other places just kind of lost steam lost gas so it's just even for tiger it's just that is such long gaps between competitive golf holy shit he's been he hasn't played since what the open if you no. don't count, if you don't count with no, charlie at the pnc but, or whatever but the pnc got me jacked he hit some shots there that's like damn tiger can play like he yeah. hit some five iron high shots that were like oh, yeah. he i mean he still I mean, can hit it and he, he played he the match 
He played the match. His ball match. speed was 178 to 180 coming yeah. off the driver. If he comes out and pops like a 68, you know, which is this course, depending on the wind, is, you know, it's doable. The the sports world, not even the golf world, is just going to be going bonkers on Thursday if Tiger comes out and pops a low number. Or he could shoot 77 and, and, the, and the world's going to go crazy too. Either way, I feel like. Yeah, I think I think we got we got to at least try to get a make made cut from him if, if we can, just to see four rounds from him. That'd be uh, that'd be ideal. If uh, if Tiger goes low on Thursday, is it going to be a pretty sick day on Friday? <laughs> well, I have I have Friday off. It's four day oh, weekend for oh. me. We're watching <laughs> Tim. What are you doing Friday? Watching Tiger. <laughs> Working, I think. I don't know. Oh, please, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> well, well I'll, come the pod- the, I'll come in the I'll come in the car with you, and I'll help you slang drugs. There we go. <laughs> yeah, the, the streak is over. Uh, we did not pick the winner. Ram was our only hope. Yes, decided to play like crap on Sunday. So the, the streak has ended. Our streak of four in a row has to be started again this week with our pick segment. All right. So here's what we got going. We're going straight Riviera. I know the uh, DP is playing somewhere in the Middle East still, and the Asian tour. Which is basically the live tour at this point. At this point, from uh, last week, I don't know where they're playing, but we're going. I think DP uh, was Thailand. Yeah, Thailand is what it was. Um, pick a winner. Our fi- our standard five hundred bucks. Spend it however you want. Pick a winner. You got to pick a top twenty finish from somebody outside the world top hundred, and then a tiger make the cut, which is either. Uh, what was t- what are the odds for Tiger here? It is plus no, it's plus one fifty eight to make the cut. I think it's like negative two hundred five to miss the cut. Can I get t- Tiger to top twenty? You can if you want to. He's outside. Yeah. He could theoretically move up like a thousand points. Like, this is bizarre to talk about. Like I saw an article today. It's like a Tiger could move up like one thousand two hundred positions in the world rankings. That would be amazing if Tiger bounced ahead of like every live golfer except Cam Smith. Because <laughs> Dustin Johnson dropped out of the top fifty this week, all right. which is tragedy. But anyway, all right, Mike, you get us started this week. All right, here's what I got. I did. There is a one. This is a statistical anomaly. So this is a golf course that has tough greens, small. Um, so players will miss greens. So chipping kind of becomes a thing. Yet somehow Victor Hovland, the worst chipper on tour, has played really well here. But I'm not picking him. Um, the other guy I'm not picking, but if you were out there doing something, Adam Scott, this is kind of a course. that's like horses for courses or no, wait, wait, courses for horses. Let me flip that around. You got multiple time winners, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, and Adam Scott's won here twice. Great history at Riviera. Um, loves it. His last four years are T4, T38 first and T7. So he likes the golf course, but I have been burned last week with Morikawa from somebody not playing for a while and not coming in with good form. So we're going to go with a guy that we all know can bend it. He can move it. He loves the big stage. That's one of my boys, JT, Justin Thomas, to win uh, plus 1,600. I'm putting 200 bucks on him, and we're going to go with he showed up on the weekend at Waste Management when it mattered. He tried to climb back in there, 65, 67. He's um he's coming. He's coming, folks. He's we just talked about him last week. How is he number nine in the world still? Because he never wins, but this is the week. 
You want to go around with winners? You want me to do them all? I'll just let it rip. All right. My top 20. I like this play. This is this is a good one. Wyndham Clark, who has a T10 finish last week at Waste Management. Last year, he did get disqualified. I'm not really sure why. But the two previous years, he had, he was T8 and T17. So he's been top 20 two of his three years in this tournament. So we're going to take him to top 20. He's outside top 100 in the world rankings. And then we're taking Tiger to make the cut. Mainly, mainly nice. just out, mainly just out of hope that we get to watch four rounds of Tiger for fifty bucks only. We're gonna do two fifty on on Wyndham Clark making a top twenty finish at plus. It's actually a pretty good number for a top twenty finish. It's plus uh, three hundred. All right, Tim. All right. Well, uh, the previous champion is no longer with us, unfortunately. He's moved over to a, a better payday. So, really, we have to go back uh, two years to have a, a defending champ. And someone that I think works the ball pretty darn well is great in L.A. And didn't show up for me recently, but usually people show up for me a little too late. So I'm going to go with Max Homa to win. And he's at plus 2,000. You're going with four of his six wins being California wins. Yeah, yeah, the odds are with me. The odds are with me. Uh, and then my, so that's 250. Doing Danny Willett because oh. uh, to top 20. Because if, if you know anything about, about Riv, vintage architecture, moving, working the ball, sounds a little bit like Augusta. And this guy has a history. Um, he also hasn't played particularly terrible. Uh, he's coming off a decent showing at AT&T. Um, and then his last really good showing was at the Fortinet, which is also in Cali. So, his Will it or his, won't it? It makes his, the top 20. His brother hasn't <laughs> been on Twitter lately, has he? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> Tiger, I'm putting $0 on. $0 on this bet because I'm <laughs> betting that he's missing the cut. And it, there's no payday on it. There's zero Love payday. It. And nothing happens when I make bets that turns out yes. to my advantage. Nothing comes true when I try to bet. So Just I'm hoping that yet hater. again, nothing nothing comes true. I'm putting Tiger missing the cut in the hopes that the universe will take it out on me. And Shame on bet. you, little Tim would be would be ashamed. I feel I feel like when since he's badmouth live, you just have become anti-Tiger. <laughs> I'm like I feel like Mr. Deeds right now giving you that speech at the end about little you little you loving Tiger would be ashamed of yourself no, I'm, right now. I'm using reverse psychology <laughs> on myself. All right, I've got uh $150 on Sam Burns. I feel like he's got good recent form, got a top 10 at the waste management, finished 11th in the Amex and he actually finished in 3rd in 2021. I believe I don't, you know, you can check me on this one. I thought he was the 54-hole leader that year um, going into the to the final round. So he's played well there. He's a very streaky guy. He's coming up to the Florida swing where he loves to win. So I feel like he's going to hit it early on the, on the West Coast and carry over it on the East Coast. Um, so Sam Burns to win. Uh, I've got Brandon Wu, the youngster, to top 20. He um, is 117th in the world. I'm going to put $200 on him. He's coming off a made cut. Didn't play great at Phoenix, but got to play four rounds with the big boys. 
Um, he also took second at Pebble, which has got small greens. Um, and so I think he's in pretty good form to get me a top 20. I think he's pretty fearless, which you need to be in these bigger events. So you can uh, chalk me down for that. And then I'm going to take Tiger to top 20 because why not for 50 bucks? Whoa. I mean, Whoa, I mean nobody's expecting this. Like we're, we're going big cat. I want red on Sundays. I want him to make a charge. I want him the backdoor top 20, you know, so why not? Why not us, Tiger? Why not us? What Those are my picks. To, what happens to the golf world if if Tiger's in contention? Let's say he's two shots back on Sunday, and he shows up in like a blue polo, <laughs> <laughs> like or like a black sweater. There's no red at all. Nike with a new ad campaign. That would be <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've got better odds of uh, you know UFOs getting shot down on the sky than that. Well, there um, have been a lot of shot downs lately. That's I know. I thought Tim would want to hit on that. I think that uh, <laughs> no, no, conspiracy I'm would fit into that. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, that's what we. You know, we a reminder that we're going to be at the uh, the Minnesota Golf Show. We're pretty excited. We're putting together our. I don't. Know if, I I don't want to call it Dream Eighteen because it's not necessarily that. But we're going to put together our own golf course. Um, I've started to work on mine. I've been getting some help. I'm just thinking about certain holes. Uh, across the state and we're trying to use as many courses as we possibly can to complete that. It'll be a fun talking point. I'm looking forward to anybody that's going to show up there, come to meet us, come say hi to us. We'll be walking around, have a cocktail with us, whatever it may be. Um, we'll be there Saturday and Sunday. So I just want to get that, get that out there. Um, anything that you guys want to touch on that at all? About the golf show? Yeah. No, I don't, you know, I don't, who knows what happens? We might have some access to hit some shots in some bays. I don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to walk around after we do our show and see what happens. Yep. In regards to the golf show, I think what will be at Golo Golf, Minnesota Golf Lab for, for part of it, or at least I will be. Uh, still working on in-person interviews for the show. So if you have suggestions, have contacts, feel like someone is uniquely Minnesotan, uh, please let us know. Uh, as it's it's a little bit different beast in getting someone to come live versus having would have been wonderful interviews on our Zoom channel to uh, to post online. And we're giving away another thing, another batch of tickets, I believe. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, just check your social medias for that. We got a four pack coming this week um, that we're gonna try to get out to somebody that's you know one of our our big supporters um, that's has you know show proof that they are actively you know engaging with us and things like that and uh, we want to reward you for uh for doing so so we'll get a we'll get that out this week sometime um yeah so that's june uh february 24th to the 26th will be the 25th and the 26th so one other one other big thing too and this is with 24 golf in egan recently opened uh one of the only places where you can truly have 24 7 access to the simulator facilities uh they've approached us about a possible, we'll call it winter, or we'll call it the warm-up simulator tournament, a little bit looser rules where you just need to get in once a week to complete your respective round, uh, but trying to gauge interest in what would be a March through April uh, possible simulator league. Uh, so just a, an eight-week league that would be a, a tune-up for your regular out-in-the-wild golf. Hopefully we get out there soon, but we all know how questionable some of our spring weather can be here in minnesota 
for sure. And we've even kicked around possibly doing a, a Masters event as well at, at Mulligan's um, since they have Augusta on the simulator. So a couple things that we've got kicking around a little bit. Well, I think that's uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, like I said, we're looking forward to a great week of golf. Um, you know, Tiger gets to play again. We get to see a great golf course. Um, just another week of uh, dreaming about playing and swinging the club for real as we sit here and look at three feet of snow outside our windows. Oh, it's melting. one last shout 40, out here to Jeff. Today. Uh, just about our our upcoming interview segment coming out likely Thursday, but take a look for this. Many of you that are very ingrained in the game of golf likely saw Golf Digest doing a story about a particularly young owner out of Wisconsin. Well, Break 80 Podcast knows their own young owner. Uh, this one's out of northern Michigan, right by Traverse City. His name's uh, Crosley Duckman, and he is the owner of Bailey Farms. So likely dropping on Thursday, but a, a very unique interview with a 26-year-old golf course owner in one of the best golf course cities in Traverse City in the uh, the U.S. So be on the lookout for that and a Substack article coming out on Wednesday regarding that. Make sure with the Substack you uh, use your email. All you got to do is sign up for the get a free email reminder. Just put your email address in on the Substack. Um, and make sure, if you would, to subscribe and review the podcast on apple or spotify whatever you listen to that would be uh much appreciated yeah that's a huge help to us that that uh that whatever the algorithms or whatever do that's that's a big spike uh, for our podcast so just even writing a review subscribing things like that so we appreciate all of it um have a great night i guess we will uh see you all next week cheers Go go tiger Be today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80.